Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One of us has just found out for the first time that Newcastle United are playing Man City away by reading this very running order in the next round of the FA Cup. This is Rambo React. I'm Pete Donaldson. And I'm Luke Moore. Terrible news and a terrible way to find out about it, to be quite frank, looking me. I'm reading this running order and I had completely forgot that they were doing the old FA Cup draw before these round of fixtures. And uh, yeah, what a stinker. What an utter stinker, Lukey Miller. Ter- terrible way to find out. What do you expect? What? Like someone to take you personally into a quiet side room yeah. and sit you down and say, yeah. so, Peter, um, the results have come back <laughs> from the draw. Where's... And I'm sorry. Do you want to bring? Do you want to? Would you like to bring a loved one in to, to talk to you? Um, it is. Yeah. I'm afraid it is Manchester City away. <laughs> so we could talk through some some different options. If yeah. You like. Yeah. Techniques. Tactics. <laughs> one that you want um... to bury your head under your pillow for the next three weeks and pretend it's not happening. It's horrible. I just don't like seeing it in a Google Docs. Um, Rambo no, it's fair enough. Um, and, and the thing order. is, the reason it's affected you so bad, and mm. given that you are the most pessimistic, almost bordering mm. on nihilistic person I know when it comes to football, you have found yourself daring to dream. Yeah. I heard you talking I, about yeah. Wembley earlier today, and mm. I thought, that's not the Pete Donaldson I know. So <laughs> take your medicine, big boy. Suck it up. Marcus has lured me into um, thinking that we're going to win the Euros, looking at everybody. I, I mean, what, Newcastle? <laughs> well, I just think England are going to win the Euros, not because they're particularly good. It's just that everyone's a bit rubbish. And that's certainly not something you could say about Manchester City uh, in the last round, certainly, uh, of, of the FA Cup. But uh, one match did take place uh, tonight. Uh, Nottingham Forest nil, Man United won. Casemiro, just... The, the, all, the, like, the good thing was he allowed us to not watch another half an hour of that. And I think that's a good thing in many yeah. ways. You, you said to me that Casemiro is a guy that looks like he's always having an allergic reaction to something. I, I said he needs a Puritan. He just looks he looks very like he's just had some kind of uh, sort of skin peel or something. He looks do very reckon, Do you reckon that's why he headed it? Oh, well, yeah, maybe. Oh, this will clear me bonds. It's to clear me out. Got, he's got a big face, and I just get the sense that I mean, to be fair, he was straining so hard that his head exploded. His 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 head started bleeding after the uh, after the goal, after the celebrations. I don't think that's an official diagnosis, is it? No. Again, I'm not a doctor, and it's. <laughs> and now How many times do you have Finn. to repeat that in everyday life? 
exactly, exactly. Usually when I'm in hospital, I would say. But it was uh, but... a, um, it was a, uh, a very, very kind gesture by Casemiro to do that a minute from the end. And I think yeah. all of us collectively. I mean, unless you support Nottingham Forest, you're going to mm. have collectively exhaled at seeing that goal go in. I would, have, I'll be perfectly honest, just because it's great for the content and for the show. Yeah. I'd have preferred a Nottingham Forest last minute winner because yeah, um, because old Eric Ten Hag's getting a little bit testy these days. I'd love to have seen what happened. <laughs> He's getting a little bit big for his boots. I mean, he, he uh, apparently the Man United team wanted a day off. And, and then you sort of think, well, I mean, they're playing, what is it, Thursday? Yeah, I mean, they're right back in again. They shouldn't be having days off, really. They're playing on in, in midweek. Outrageous. I, I like I like the way um, the, man, the Manchester United coaching team would probably been like, OK, so he lost at home to Fulham. Be interesting to see the reaction from the team here. Let's just see how they are, <laughs> see see what they how they want to go about it from, from after that. Day off, is it? Day off, oh. is it? Okay. One, one might one might posit that they had a night off tonight, to be quite frank. Eric Ten Hag saying, uh, we scored in the right moment. It's the best time to score at the end. I mean, mm. he, he's a man for the razzle-dazzle. Has to you be can't, said. Um, you can't fault the logic on that. You can't fault I mean, the logic. I, I, I didn't enjoy the game. Um, no, I don't think anyone did. I, I watched from it either and side. It, it needed a go earlier on. Um, and a lot's been made of, of of United's numbers being poor and how they concede so many shots. And I know yeah. Jeremy Carragher had a big old dig, and and Eric Eric Ten Hag reacted to that dig. And that's kind of really the, the, the it's an absolutely brutal sign that the manager's under pressure because he's actually mm. caring what people on TV say. Yeah, and that's not great. And it would have put United and him under huge pressure to be knocked out of the FA Cup by Nottingham Forest, who are really, you know, in the grand scheme of things, quite a poor Premier League team. But mm. what I don't... I mean, maybe they did do this. Maybe I'm being a bit harsh. Forest did have a fair share of chances. I was going to say, why didn't they just go after it and really try and put United under pressure early on? I suppose they kind of tried to do that, but their finishing was so poor yeah. that they couldn't really make it happen. And then the longer it sticks around, the longer that... um. United are in there, you think, okay, they've got a chance of scoring. But, you know, individual players that United have got are basically the reason that they can pick up positive results. I mean... In these situations. It's not conditioning, yeah. is it? It doesn't seem to be conditioning. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be any kind of coherent plan at all. Yeah. And then, and, then, and I say that about individual players. Like McTominay, he, he pops up with stuff. He played pretty well before he got subbed off. Fernandez mm. was amongst it a lot. Um, but there were some really kind of hallmark bad performances as well I, I thought Anthony was really poor I thought Rashford was really poor um, and you know Forrest will probably look back at that and go god that is that was the there for the taking yeah. and we couldn't make it happen so it was a shame from their point of view but United are in the hat I mean they won't be going any further than this because they're playing Liverpool next um, <laughs> and that is a mismatch but, and that is um, a mismatch um, but you know, they, they've got to enjoy the win and the fact that they're in the quarter final yeah, did you enjoy um, again extending and extrapolating the, uh, the 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 match to its very uh, zenith? One would argue uh, there it was a lengthy VAR check for uh, offside before the goal was eventually given. Uh, I do like it when um, core commentators uh, make it clear that they can hear what's going on uh, in the referee's ears because mm. they apparently aren't supposed to talk about the fact that they can hear something that the people watching at home can't see. But Alan Shearer just went, "Yeah, he said that Varane wasn't involved." <laughs> yeah, Alan Shearer chose violence Alan. tonight. He did. He did. He, he was, was all absolutely over the place. disgusted with with Anthony <laughs> uh, and Bruno Fernandes at times and yeah. Marcus Rashford. He was getting properly angry. It's really good to listen to. He absolutely mm. battered Anthony when he got subbed off. Mm. He, he just he just 
basically did a real quick potted history bullet points of all the shortcomings of Anthony's game, and then <laughs> and then just ended it by going not good enough for the price tag. Um, yeah, I don't. Going back to your specific question about the VAR check, I don't think VAR checks should be taking six minutes. No, I just don't no. see how that can be a good. I don't see how anyone sees that as a good thing. Well, because it was an it was an offside check that they they ruled out any interference by other players in the back line and in the front line uh, quite early. So it was just a straight VAR um, offside check. So I, I don't really. Know yeah, but am I, so MP, am I completely out of? You know, off, off my out of my mind to say that if it's an offside check and you can't quite see because it's crowded, yeah, then he's not offside. He's on, yeah. Mm. So don't worry about it. Just get on with yeah. it. If it's not clear, mm. it's not clear. If he's, he's not clearly not got something that's scored with a scorable part of his body mm. to in front of a last defender because you've got a camera looking along the line. So just get on with it. Yeah, I don't see why it should take so long. Do you know what it is? I feel like it's um, it's just nerds having too much power, right? I, I think you need nerds, like you on certain things. Sometimes. Certain things. Yeah. I'm a nerd, right? Right. We've all got a nerd in us, mm. but I don't think you ever want the nerds running the place. No, well, too many I mean, rules. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a nerd. I think it's like um, an officious middle manager. I don't. I don't think it's the nerds. The nerds are helping the officious. Middle managers, but I don't yeah. think the nerds have taken over the asylum, so to speak. I think they have. I I, I understand <laughs> what you're saying, but uh, Sam Dis, uh, formerly of Mundial and and and, and lat- presently of, of many different interesting football projects, called it right. He said it's basically nerds turn trying to turn football decisions into like Dungeons and Dragons with a massive rule book. <laughs> and oh, actually, technically, it's this, and te- no one wants it. No one it's wants Baldur's that. Gate three. They've turned it, it into Baldur's, Baldur's Gate, Gate three, three without the sex. Right? Okay. It is. Fair, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Usually. Yeah. Usually. But um, yeah, I, I don't think it should be that long a delay particularly it's such a cru- it's a knockout cup game it's the last minute of normal time mm. we don't need to be waiting around that long it, k- it kills it, it absolutely mm. kills it but that's a negative um not enough forest fans will see what happened as a complete negative as well but uh, can i talk to you a bit about, about a positive uh yeah go on wayne rooney in the studio wayne rooney in the studio well he was on punditry duties uh he didn't talk about his tiny penis uh which is certainly no, something that i wanted to hear about this morning but uh he did say he's targeting the everton on man united job in the next 10 years it seems that seems like a long time for the way that man <laughs> so you remember his, his last job <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly well, yeah can i just say though i want to keep it positive he looks amazing yeah he does. absolutely lovely amazing to see him. lovely to see him he's the ultimate norm core bloke <laughs> like you know, if you think it's just absolutely unreal how much of a normal bloke he looks. Yeah, I want think to see of what any car other footballer, mate, mate. At the top level, think of any other footballer that could ever look like that. <laughs> He's the most normal chap. I would say that I, I want. I want to see what car he drives. I imagine he leases a Range Rover. He can afford to pay for it, but he just thinks leasing it is the vibe I'm going for. If, I'll tell you, if I didn't know who Wayne Rooney was, if I had no mm. context, and I went to my local, like I do on a Friday afternoon for a pint, and and, and mm. he walked in, and a load of other people were in there, and yep. they were just saying, like, guess the profession of the, each person. Yeah. Straight Make away. Steel. <laughs> without even thinking about it, straight away, I'm going butcher. Butcher, yes. He looks yes, like a butcher. Yeah, he does look like a butcher. He does. It's just incredible um, given that he is the age. I'm not I don't I don't mean this in a negative way whatsoever. I'm not trying to shame the guy. I think it's a I think I it's like a, him more now. It's, than it's I ever tremendous. Did as a footballer. <laughs> it's tremendous how normal he looks mm. given that he is A, um I think thirty nine years old. 
Mm. Uh, I think I'm right in saying. He has only been retired. Oh, he's 38 even. Sorry, I just checked. <laughs> That's he's, only, it. he's only been retired under three years. Yeah. We're and instantly, bang, normal bloke. Yeah. Normal bloke. Just became it overnight. He looks like he's got a shirt and a suit jacket from you know, Moss Bros. Shoved <laughs> yeah. it on. And Long no, no other recently retired football player looks anything like that. No. You used to see that sort of thing a lot more in the 90s, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of how, how Wayne Rooney has chosen to... It looks uh, better to, than Jenis. He does look better than Jermaine Jenis. I bet he doesn't wear such expensive watches. Um, I'll tell you what, uh, we talked about uh, VAR checks and uh, referee whatnotry, but uh, Nottingham Forest's new referee analyst Mark Clattenburg was seen watching the game in the stands... He looked dreadful. ...with the head of Pugmall, Howard Webb. What's that about then? That's, that must be a... Kind of conflict of interest. Not great for the optics, is it? It's not great for the optics, unless they were talking purely about gladiators. Yeah, could have been. It's a hard mm. one. I'm not sure that's going to wash with the powers that be, though. No. Um, uh, would you would you regard those two as being absolute uh, pencil-necked geeks? <laughs> well, I, I would just say just seeing Mark Clattenburg as terrible optics, full stop. Yeah. But, yeah. but I, no, I think Howard Webb's all right. I think, he, right. I think he's trying his best, and I think he's a good guy. <laughs> uh, I think he's regularly let down. Yeah, you know. just full stop by yeah, the people by, who administer just, his, his game, the beautiful game. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think Klatt's, to be perfectly honest, you know, I'm not one to talk and you know, I'm not going to go too deep on how what people look like because I think I think Rooney looks amazing. So every yin there's a yang. I think Klatt's looks dreadful. Right, okay, fair. I think he's, he had a terrible, saggy roll. I mean, the, 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 here's the key to a roll neck. You're wearing one now yourself. I'm wearing here's one now, Here's a key. Yeah. It's got to be tight and taut. Right. It can't be saggy like around flat, the neck. It was like a snood. It was like it was almost like it had been he had been made promises about washing um, settings that have not been kept. Not, kept, not been kept, and yet. and he also hadn't had a shave, so mm. it looked like a, a bit of a divorcee combo. Right. So I was disappointed <laughs> to see that Peter, but you know, not as disappointed as I was to see Anthony, um, mm. who uh, is I think possibly the most predictable player that's ever played in the Premier League. Right, okay. What do you mean, as in the decisions he makes, yeah. uh, his cutting inside, yeah. you just know he's going to do it every time? And I, I was always I was always present when I played football as a youngster, when the manager would be coaching the wingers. And he'd mm. always, if you're a winger, I know it's different now because the wingers are inverted and they like to play on opposite sides so they can cut inside and, and cause a bit of havoc, and I get that. But, you know, Saka does it. I, I mean, I was, I was at the Emirates on Saturday. Saka was, you know, sensational at it. I mean, he's brilliant at it. Mm. But um, with Saka, there's still an element of unpredictability. And, and when I played when I was younger and the manager would be coaching the wingers, you'd get, if you, if you were a winger back then and you cut inside all the time and laid it off, you'd get bollocked for being cowardly, for not taking a chance, for not trying to mm. make something happen. Not being and a man and then whipping it in. He does it all the time and he costs 100 million quid. All he does <laughs> is cut inside and lay it off. It's modern footballer, it's, isn't it? It's just, I just think it's, I just think it's, getting beyond a joke now mm. how 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 kind of predictable he is and yeah i just think you know there's something about manchester united at the moment they you know they've got good players so ultimately regularly they're going to pick up wins without really looking that good i mean they've won so many of their last however many games i mean they lost against luton i'm sorry against fulham fair enough they haven't lost since um since december before mm. that and that was against forest away in, in in the league so they've still got they've got some stuff to credit them but part of me just thinks that it's just good players that just, you know, right, the, the quality rises to the top. It's not some kind of system or, or anything that vaguely resembles tactics. And when I was at the Emirates on Saturday, I mean, Arsenal looked fucking unbelievable. 
Mm. It's so good. Like you know, they don't concede any chances. Newcastle couldn't get anywhere near it. I know Newcastle haven't been as good, and and you know they're kind of given up a lot of goals, and they're not the team they were perhaps last season or even at the start of this season. But it was just it was men against boys. It really was, and you don't ever really see United dominate a game even though they pick up yeah, wins. I mean, people were comparing that Man United's uh, last win in the FA Cup against Forest in 1990 with this one for some reason. <laughs> well, for one specific reason. That mm. win saved Sir Alex Ferguson's job, uh, who obviously went on to do some beautiful stuff uh, in, in the 90s and, and the noughties. Has uh, this um, saved Ten Hags? I would say probably not. It was a very unconvincing win. Mm. I think, yeah. I think it's a bit of a fucking harsh comparison, isn't it? Yeah. And, and I think I think the uncertainty around the difference here, I think, is the uncertainty. It's a very different game these days, of course, but the, the uncertainty here, as well, is the fact that United are under new ownership and new stewardship, and the the new guy who's obviously not the majority owner now um, in um, Jim Radcliffe, but he's making a lot of the football decisions. He's now starting to become more um, more vocal and more public. And you know, before mm. the game, the BBC were advertising an interview with Jim Radcliffe about Man United, and it's like. It's always an understanding or a feeling that could, because they're such a big club and they can go out and get whoever they, not whoever they want, but they can go out and get big name managers that Ten Hag yeah. is perhaps under pressure because of that through no fault of his own. But then it is through fault of his own because they're miles off it. I mean, they've spent so much money. Their wage bill, I was reading something earlier about their wage bills, miles higher than Arsenal's. And mm. Arsenal's are, you know, really kicking their asses in the Premier League as it goes. So, look, I don't think it's necessarily worth... Um, saying that's going to going to save his job because I mean I guess if they win the FA Cup maybe that'll have a bearing on it but ultimately they're still miles off what they need to do. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Excited to get started. Don't push me. You're on television. Doesn't look good. 
Well, uh, in the next round, they are going to be facing off against uh, Liverpool, so that journey will not go much further than that. Liverpool <laughs> 3, Southampton nil uh, in the FA Cup. Uh, Kumas on the 44th minute, and Dan's uh, twice in the second half too. Dan's, Dan's. Dance, yeah, nice. etc. Uh, Liverpool started with six players 21 years or younger in this uh, game with 14 senior players out injured. Uh, as as I know Southampton have kind of, um, they, they haven't flattered us, they've been very good this season. Um, I expected a bit more from them because they did show a lot of early promise in this match. They, they, they were quite good. Um, Andy Brassler pointed out that, uh, of course, he was on Lakeep's app. Uh, yeah, <laughs> of course, Lakeep has an app. And, of course, Andy Brassel is on that app every hour of the day. Uh, but Lakeep's app had uh, Jason Kumas as the first goal scorer in this game rather than his son, Lewis. Um, I'm fairly certain that's a... Uh, that's a ramble exclusive because Andy is the only <laughs> one on that app, um, uh, which is which is very enjoyable. Um, uh, and Andy did make the point that Jason Kumas, um, it's not the weirdest thing in the world because he has had 15 years rest. So he could have just, you know, started off where he... He's fresh. <laughs> he's fresh. He's really he's fresh. fresh. And he's, he's raring to go. Uh, but yeah, I mean, an astonishing amount of uh, young players uh, in this football match. Uh, Trey Nioni uh, came on and became Liverpool's youngest FA Cup player in history, uh, in Liverpool's history anyway. Uh, born 30... 30th of June 2007 um, and do you know um, what happened on that day <coughs> June uh, 30th 2007 Luke it's sickening to be that young and it's two months yeah. after the ramble started what's, what's <laughs> the uh, what's the uh, what's the big thing that happened on that day uh, a man punched a terrorist in the face at Glasgow airport great and stuff so and if Trainioni is not getting interviewed about that in the post-match. <laughs> uh, the, the media has fallen somewhere. Uh, but yeah, and, and in, it was uh, an act. It was an act so masculine that it actually made um, his mother pregnant. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, and and, and give birth in the same day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I was thinking about that. I was thinking nine months. Don't I can't work, be arsed. Don't work. Cannot be asked. Uh, but yeah, so, some some nice goals scored in this one. Jane Dan's goal was a, a bit of a, a cheeky uh, dink. Liverpool have the sons of Jason Kumas, J- uh, Neil Dan's, and uh, Maynard Figueroa in their academy. It's it, is it really usually this easy, Luke? Just get the kids in. Just get the literal kids of really good footballers. <laughs> you missed uh, Lee Clark's son, Bobby, as well. And Lee Clarkson, well, he, he got all the headlines at the weekend, didn't he? So it's fine. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> it's an absolute army of players' sons. Yeah. It's crazy how, how many are coming through at the same time. And I think mm. there, there, someone ran some statistics a while back about how difficult it is to be a professional football player full stop and like you've got mm. a, like a 0.001% chance or whatever of being a top level player. But actually, if your mother or father has been a professional athlete, um, that increases massively. And if your father's been a professional football player specifically, it increases again. Yeah. So I think when you talk about the numbers that are involved, it's, it's, it's not that surprising generally, but the fact that like Liverpool are going to start to put out, hopefully, an entire first eleven just of players who we used to watch as kids' sons yeah. um, all at the same time is is, in, is incredible to witness. Um, Neil Dan's son, Jaden, has been highly rated for a long time. Obviously got two tonight. Um, he is uh, a... A local lad. His dad um, is is a scouser. His dad started out at Liverpool. I don't think he ever played for them, but he started out there. I remember him playing a lot for Crystal Palace. Uh, and and interestingly enough, his his dad, so Jaden's grandfather, um, actually competed in the nineteen eighty seven Eurovision Song Contest. So star quality's been there from from the very very start. <laughs> Didn't mate. say that one coming. Didn't know that. No, fact. That's he fantastic. was a backing singer for the right. British entry that eventually finished thirteenth. But what I'm saying is, show business is always running the blood. It's always been in the right. family by the look of it. 
So the, these guys just sound like absolute dickhead Nepo babies then? Basically. Yeah, but I think they've probably worked quite hard to get where they are. Well, uh, that, that's the thing, though. With with football, to, to, a, to varying degrees, you can sort of say, well, it is... Uh, there are some statistical, um, you know, measurements you can take. It's not just who you know. Unless you're Alex Bruce. True, true. There is, <laughs> yeah, there, there is. On the Nevilles, or uh, let's face it, the Beckhams. Uh, any Gary, them, Gary any Neville's them. got about eighty-five cats for England. You can't, you no, can't Gary, ever go no, in. No, I'm saying Gary Neville. I'm just saying uh, like Phil Neville's. Harvey kids, Neville, you he? mean? Harvey Neville. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that Phil and uh, Phil Neville and Gary Neville had it that easy. There was, there was, there was a, a kind of story, wasn't there, a while back about the the, the Beckham son who is the football player who was most recently. Uh, he sort of gave up for a bit, didn't he? he? Sort of gave up for a couple of years, and then yeah, he's, he's most recently at Brentford, wasn't he? Yes, and yes. He got, yes, I think, yes. someone had a word. And he, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's, I think it's Romeo Beckham who plays, mm. and he's playing for like Brentford's reserve team, or whatever. But yeah. at one point, he wanted to be a footballer, didn't he? And so he had this amazing facility set up at his ha- at his family home, and then he decided he wanted to be a tennis player. So they ripped out the whole thing and put a whole tennis court in and the whole tennis facility, in. and they changed his mind again. So they ripped it up and put the football thing back, and it's almost right. a bit like. Yeah, Give me some micro machines. Yeah, it's kind of an, yeah, it's kind of an inversion of that meme, isn't it, with Victoria Beckham? Be honest, be honest. <laughs> Do you want to be a football player? Be honest. Tennis. Thank would you. you. I mean, I mean, would you be able to? Um, how high up the leagues could you get if you just converted your house into like had one of those like really futuristic German? Um, you know, they've got those octagon things where balls come out. At oh, the you foot, it's called the football knot. The football knot. Yeah. I really would very much like to have a crack at the football knot. If anybody is listening who is familiar with um, the uh, night watchman who looks after the football knot or whatever it's you called. Wanna sneak, I, you I want to sneak in there after clo- the cloak of darkness, I want to sneak in there after hours and just, and just see how I would do. Because I've been criticised for many years of my, for my football skill and I need it tested. Uh, I don't think this is going to dispel any of those issues, any of those, <laughs> any of those doubts that people have, mate. Right. What okay. do you think is going to happen? So, you know, the, the, yeah, the, the, the chief analyst at like Dortmund's going to see you. And I've go, never seen anything like this. He'd say <laughs> he's doing it in a roll neck. Yeah. Okay. I've, I, apparently, Hoffenheim have a footballer, and he's yeah. been trying to have a go on it for an episode. And as you say, if Andy yeah, Brassel that, can't yeah. get in for crying out loud, yeah, I remember. How are they going to let me get in there? It's a big German. It's a big, basically, it's a What's big a German innovation, and they fly out from all angles and from all heights as well. Yeah, it'd be so exciting. I'd shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Someone has soiled the football knot. <laughs> you won't be able to do it in your winkle pickers and your waistcoat. You'd have to put your gear on. <laughs> yeah, again, just like Bergen. So, are you say, are you saying that basically these these nepo babies got football knotted straight out the womb? So exactly, basically, yeah, they're, they're they, fu- they were knot. fired out one of the out one of the windows <laughs> to be born. Yeah, to be kicked yeah. into a professional it's contract. Possible. It is yeah. totally possible. Yeah, just great to see uh, that Klopp's legacy that he's managing to squeeze into the last like three months of his job at Liverpool seems to be bringing through a lot of youth players and just throwing as much very young mud at the wall and see what sticks and sort of going yeah I I give him his chance yeah I played him loads in the last day in the last season it's a proper of legacy it's move lovely. isn't it and, and also we <laughs> have to we, we have to give him huge credit for, for, for stopping Southampton's terrifying run to the latter stages of the FA Cup we cannot have them winning trophies it's very very important that um, A, they don't win trophies, and B, yeah. Russell Martin, who I think is a really good manager, uh, moves on as soon as possible. 
Right, okay. Uh, you wanted their, their dreams crushed and people who ostensibly just look like you have the same thoughts and, and, and feelings and dreams as you uh, because you are from a neighbouring city. You, you want yeah. their, their dreams crushed. And they, you want their dreams not to be realised. Uh, you don't know they've got the same dream as me. You don't know what they've got what goes on in my head, mate. They're probably just... <laughs> <laughs> what what is a what is a purely Portsmouth dream? That's what I don't know. It's <laughs> a very que- water based. It's I a imagine. good question. It's a good question. It's yeah. that man with the bell. He's, yeah. What's his dream? Who, by the way, on the Discord, um, the um, the Patreon um, guys on the Discord, mm. I, I, I'm pretty sure there seems to be some kind of misunderstanding because I get a lot of uh, John Portsmouth Football Club Westwood uh, stick on that Discord, and right. they seem to think it's a cowbell. It's not a cowbell, everyone. It's just a bell. Is it not? It's is just it a bell. A, a cowbell's one you put around your neck and it's got a very distinctive ding. This is just a bell. Right. Has he not got one round his neck? For some reason, I thought he might have had one round his neck. No, nah, it's just a bell that he, he rings. Unless he, I mean, unless he's upped his game, which I doubt, because everything I've seen... How's his Portsmouth-based bookshop going? Uh, Look, you're the only connection I have with it's not, uh, but it's Portsmouth. Not, his, his bookshop's not in Portsmouth. I think it's in Petersfield. Right. Is it's that very, very uh, Right. You're talking about you're probably talking about twenty miles further north of Portsmouth. We've got to get get, this, got to get these details get it right. right. So it's not oh, a cowbell. Okay. The bookshop's not in Portsmouth. Right. Yes, he stinks of bo. Move on. Do you reckon there'll be a younger cowbell um, toting wrongen who will turn up and it'll turn Nepo out to baby. be his That's son? That's me. I'm his son. I'm the Nepo <laughs> baby. I got <laughs> yes. into football. <laughs> Let's start that rumor, please. Luke Moore is the son of the cowbell. I got into football broadcasting because he was he was broadcasting at Fratton Park every other week. <laughs> exactly. Uh, right. Uh, Chelsea three leads to elsewhere. Uh, Chelsea survived a, a bit of a scare against Leeds. Conor Gallagher scoring the win in the 90th minute. He really. I mean, it was a great goal because he was just demanding the ball for ages. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. Almost moonwalking into the box. And then some lovely feet, pop bang, lovely, and uh, yeah, it was it was really good stuff, and it really seemed to mean something to Conor Gallagher, and 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 if if nobody else in that Chelsea side, uh, if for nobody else in that Chelsea side, he he seems to, you know, this FA Cup uh, tie seemed to really mean something to him, and I like that. It was it was a goal of superb quality, and then it, actually mm. for those who haven't seen it, but have seen the goal that Awani scored against West Ham, where he takes it mm. on the half turn very quickly, rolls a defender and scores. Mm. It's very similar to, to that. It's obviously very late on. It's a crucial goal. It's important. I mean, Conor Gallagher's, you know, he's got an affinity with Chelsea. He's been there a long old time. And, you know, to score a goal under the lights in the FA Cup um, for, for your team is a big is a big deal. So, I mean, mm. I totally understand why he loved it. Uh, and it was a massively important goal because, you know, Chelsea, are, you know, Pochettino particularly is under pressure. You know, the, the league season's not going brilliantly for them. Um for them to be in the quarterfinal. I mean, you probably, I would say, once you get into the semi-final, you're really in the conversation about winning it. I think quarterfinal is probably still one game away. Um, but, you know, they, they they got past a kind of pretty stubborn and and and, and, and talented um, Leeds team and, and they've got Leicester at home in the next round. So, I mean, they'd be fancying their chances in that game as well. So, I mean, it's yeah. a really, really important goal. Massive for them given the season they're having because in the league, really, I mean... I don't want to sound harsh, but their season's over in the league. I mean, it's, mm. it's unrealistic that they're going to do anything in the league this season again. So um, this is something that they have to they have to get stuck into. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, Leeds uh, fans of Leeds watching at home uh, wouldn't have seen their opening goal uh, because ITV were were showing a replay of another incident. Uh, and, 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 uh, it's something you really love was to see. Was it the see. postcode lottery? Was it, was it like... Was it like Someone's Keith, knocking at the door. Is it Keith Someone's Lemon? ringing the bell. It's that man from Portsmouth. It's Keith Lemon. 
<laughs> oh dear yeah i mean i mean not a great um start for chelsea i, I mean it's just just a real a real mess at the back uh, but enjoyable to see uh, Michalo uh, mudrick scored and then celebrated by stopping and pretending to look at a watch there's been some good celebrations over the past couple of weeks i like them his goal was great as well it's really mm. good and and mm. you reference leeds first goal there that was the old um modern football playing out from the back high risk stuff and you get caught out sometimes mm. um not a huge surprise that I mean it basically happens to every team at some point in the season it seems mm. um, but Mudrick's goal was quality really good and I think he's a really good player I just think he's having a really tough time of it personally and, and for all the obvious reasons and it's a bit of a big move for him and a big adjustment and and, and yeah so um, but yeah look, it's really it was a really really important win for, for Chelsea I think because their season's done I mean if they, mm. if they lose tonight really I don't want to be too pessimistic and it sounds like I am being pessimistic but their season's done so that's why it's massive because they want to they want to go to Wembley and they they should be able to get a chance to go to Wembley now because they should beat Leicester in the next round all things being equal. That said, Leicester of course are a really good team who are used to winning and who will be in the Premier League next season. So, you know, maybe perhaps not as easy as it sounds. Uh, Wolves beat Brighton 1-0 who had a chance right at the end to equalise when the goalkeeper went up for a corner. Um this was sort of it's always exciting when goalkeepers come up, but fundamentally I don't think it it's worth really getting excited about because the keeper had a chance. He got the slightest of touches right on the end of his tour and he fluffed his lines. And it's it's hard. it's not even David James putting his foot through it in that volley. Do you remember when he went up yeah. and, uh, yeah. and absolutely whiffed it? It's not really even a whiff. It was just a... It was just a bit of a nothing, really. I don't like to see nothings when keeper, keepers come up. If it was, um, if he was wearing one of your winkle pickers, maybe could have been exactly. He would have got there. He would have. He had slightly larger feet. It was very and, upsetting. And you, I know you're a big fan of Jason Steele's uh, bottom. Yeah, uh, w- when it landed, uh, it had a pleasant, pleasant um, heft, jiggle, and resting uh, space. It was, it was, <laughs> good, it was, it was good stuff. I enjoyed it. I'm sure everybody else enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, just, just, just well done that man and, and his uh, and, and his calves. And the only big takeaway, other big takeaway from that game is was that, um, of course, Gary O'Neill taking his team marching into the quarterfinals, which is amazing. I mean, they're having a brilliant season, Wolves. Um, mm. But uh, Mario Lamina scored a lying down goal. <laughs> It's not. You bad, never see it? him. Well, I mean, like, how lying down can a can a man or woman? Well, it's uh, difficult. Lie to, down. It's difficult to get the purchase. Presumably, it is. Yeah, because you because you you're immediately your inertia stops. So then it's just all about you. Yeah. Become it. You and the snails. It's you and the snails getting involved <laughs> and getting that ball past the keeper. And I don't think. And bearing in mind as well, he's got some. He would have had some questions to answer because I don't think you should be lying down in the second minute of the game. No, <laughs> no, what are you doing lying started. down in the second minute of the game? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Lazy. Question of fitness. Lazy stuff. Uh, well, uh, the final quarter-final, uh, the final quarter-final lineup. There we go. Uh, the, the draw was made, uh, unbeknownst to me, clearly. Uh, Manchester City versus Newcastle. Uh, it's annoying, know, that, isn't it? That, that's a bit of a buy, really, isn't it? I mean, Eddie Howe said, I think probably what works out as minutes before the FA Cup draw uh, took place, uh, Newcastle need the FA Cup, and oh, they good. need a cup run this season. Season to play themselves back into form. Uh, Wolves versus Coventry. Coventry might might come up trumps in this one. Do you reckon? I, I, I fancy this. I fancy no. them here. No. All right. Uh, Man United versus Liverpool. Liverpool by because uh, Man United are turgid. But we can only hope for such a stinky match that we we witnessed tonight. Uh, Chelsea versus Leicester as well. It's going to be a, a fun round of uh, fixtures. But you just don't think that Coventry are going to make it. 
No, I don't. I think um, Mason have run out of steam, obviously, and and mm-hmm. it was pretty easy night at the office for them. And I think Wolves have got a good. Wolves have got a real kind of sort of scent about them. They might. I think. I think Wolves might be in the final. Right. Okay. I nice. Think Wolves might get to the final. And I think they'll get. I think they'll get past Coventry for sure. Yeah. And then I think you know, obviously it depends who they draw in the semi, but I think they, they they got a chance. Beating Man City in the final and that Korean guy scores. Brilliant. Oh, they'll probably That'll get be wo- if they, they probably get Man City in the final, they get whooped, it'll be yeah. I mean the, the thing you've got to be worried about is, you know, Erling Haaland looked like a literally a superhuman <laughs> against Luton. It was wild. I said it he got dragged wild. off. He didn't get pulled off. He got dragged off yeah. because he was a man possessed. Going, I was gutted. Save some that he goals got for off. other matches. I know. Yeah, he could have had two bloody hat tricks. I've never, I don't about? think I've ever seen a player score six goals in one game in, in the Premier League. No, has it ever happened? Uh, sorry, Probably. not in the Premier. Sorry, yeah, in, 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 in high... at the top level kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was. Yeah, yeah. I, I probably has happened, but I haven't. I can't. Remember, I couldn't remember seeing it, and I was desperate for it to happen. It was ruthlessly no. efficient. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a t-shirt printer. That that, that kind of achievement. <laughs> it, it really is a t-shirt printer. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, join us on Friday, where Marcus will be joined by Luke and Andy to preview a huge weekend in the Premier League. It's going to be amazing, including the Manchester Derby. Uh, <laughs> the big Derby is me versus Marcus in in Jackson Cyclopedia. It's a good point. The, the Luke Nation rises again. It's a big night for again. the Luke Nation. Mm. Reigning and defending champion. I'm going to try and do it all over again on Friday, but I need the list of support to do it. So get in touch. Let us know you're a member of the Luke Nation, but mm. chiefly make sure you listen and subscribe to the show. Yeah, I mean, do um, print out pictures of Luke's face and just give it a rub. Like, uh, you know, like the son used to do, like, uh, have pictures of stuff that you had to rub or rub, or, or, or rub against your windows and stuff. To Don't make it do that lucky. thing that, like, modern teenagers do with porn sites and jizz on it. Just just rub it or whatever you would. Don't do any. Don't take it too far. Lukey, what? I will not have you lower... <laughs> Torn. You told on me about that ramble. on porn sites. You're the one who told me about, about that. that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, certain members of my I'm not getting into it. Um, <laughs> uh, certain people I know, I had to, I had to email a porn site and tell them to take it down. So, right, doesn't matter. Does it, not that sounds like I'd done it. I was doing protecting the honor. It doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah. matter. Join us on Friday. They were very slow. Um, in the meantime, find us on X, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Football Ramble, and follow us on Spotify. We'll see you soon. See you later, Lukey. Bye. Put it away. <laughs> The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.